0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for... There are people in my apartment building that are letting their pets piss in stairwells and hallways. What is wrong with people? I just want to know. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the No Spots Weekly Wrestling Podcast on a special day and time because of the fact we will be live reacting to WWE Crown Jewel 2022 on Saturday beginning at 11.55 a.m. Eastern Time. So it'll be about almost two hours uh, after this podcast goes out but we are here for episode 179 where today we got a lot to talk about before we get to talking about all of that let us introduce ourselves as always i am dc's people's champ from the people studios in alexandria virginia and i am joined as always to my left your right if you are watching our live stream on twitch.tv slash true no spots pod coming to us from the regular basement this week because it is a special day and time it is none other than the dark sword lord sith themselves yeah
1: uh welcome everyone to the regular basement yep we're here for a special night and time episode of the No Spots Podcast. Thanks to all chatters, lurkers, subscribers, followers, listeners on our audio platforms, and people finding us for the very first time. A warm welcome to you all. Hey champ, I gotta say this off the bat though. I wish people would stop asking me questions to have second thoughts of finales that are less than a year and a half old. My thoughts aren't gonna change. I'm not one that changes on a time, but Anywho, what's good in the People's Cities in the AVA, good stuff.
0: Uh, long day at work, yep. but glad it's Friday. Going to be ready to hang out and talk about Crown Jewel and everything like that. So here's what we have going on today for today's show. Uh, we got a lot of news to talk about, including uh, an unfortunate incident that happened at NXT that led to injury uh, also there's been new there's been talk about something happened that could affect Crown jewel we'll get into that also uh, a current aew star went on a podcast and talked about the impending birth of their first uh, he and his wife's first child. We'll get into that as well. And also unfortunately we are going to have to talk about releases that happened this week in NXT. Five names were let go go, including a very notable one which we'll talk about as well. Uh, In our New Japan recap we'll look back at last week uh, the, the start of the tour of a tour for New Japan Strong. The penultimate show in the Battle Autumn Tour which took place on Thursday, uh, we'll talk about that as well as I'll g- give you news about the uh, tag team, the incredible tag team match is supposed to be taking place on Saturday in Osaka. I will tell you who the teams are and and things like that uh, as well. So that'll be in our New Japan recap. In our in our third segment, we will be re- previewing uh, the upcoming Crown Jewel event, which has exploded into a seven match card, uh, Eight. which how's it eight i when i looked earlier it was seven
1: um i have eight but i'll double check because yeah, i added what he added oscar and bliss versus damage control the other night
0: i know and i have that i have that on here but it's only oh, seven oh okay yeah it's only seven cool but um but yeah, um we're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about that and previewing that and giving our thoughts and our picks and our grades, preliminary grades for That uh, for that event, and then of course we will go into our weekend review, which will be again abbreviated all the way up until Impact. Given the fact that we are currently recording this, starting an hour before SmackDown even hits air, as you know, SmackDown was taped last week because the um, majority of the roster are already in Saudi Arabia for the Crown Jewel event. Uh, So that is on our show. Our final thoughts, again, is using wrestling or non-wrestling related minds will be non-wrestling related. It will actually be a positive one it'll actually be it's actually going to be an appreciation uh, sort of tribute uh for me but you'll find out what that is later on at the mm. end of the show uh cool. ty what's going on whitney how are you doing for all those in our switch that what's up Seth?
1: uh yeah ty it's actually runs house okay i'm old school man but how you doing man
0: <laughs> all right so with that being said let us kick things off referee do your what you're supposed to do Ring the bell. All right, we begin with some something unfortunate that, that happened on this week's episode of NXT to the point that I didn't even include it in the Push Berry segment, even though the match was pretty good because of what happened. I did not include it in the, in the Push Berry because of what happened. So, as you know, during the match between R-Truth and Grayson Waller on this week's episode of NXT, uh, and troop went for a dive over the top rope uh he looked like he slipped a little bit and then went down it looked like he barely got waller and he landed very hard on the con on the floor and came up holding his leg so they kept the camera off of him for most of that basically signifying that it looked like it was a real injury and not a kayfabe injury well it looks like um it looks like it's it's a real injury, and there's reports saying that the injury is a torn quad muscle. Uh, with that being said, a torn quad muscle typically has a healing time of, at the best-case scenario, four months. Worst case, like what we saw with Triple H when he tore quads on both of his legs eight to nine months. So it looks Mm -hmm. like truth will be missing the remainder of 2022 and will miss most of 2023 uh, as well due to this injury. And it's unfortunate, uh, but unfortunately wrestling is, it's not a ballet. It's a contact sport. Injuries happen, but this is Mm -hmm. still unfortunate to be happening. Sith, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, this is devastating. Um, And for people who are out here on the internet, popping off on Grayson Waller, yelling, you know, this is all your fault. Sadly, quad tears happen at the least, you know, accountable time. Please remember, back in, I believe, 2004, Vince McMahon tore both of his quads because of the ending to the Royal Rumble wasn't what it's supposed to be. He was so pissed off, he stormed to the ring and he tore both of his quads. So, you know, it's a very serious injury. Pray, prayers for our truth Ron Killings, for a speedy recovery. Get well soon, man. Champ.
0: Yeah, it, it's so sad because he was starting to get more TV time. As you know, he made that nice appearance in Charlotte last week and he was at his hometown and interrupted that segment. Then he interrupted, had, had the interruption segment on NSC last week. And then this week again, he interrupted this time, he interrupted Corbin and JBL. And then he had his match this week and then he gets injured. And now he's it's you know it's it's very sad but again injuries happen out of nowhere you never know when it's gonna happen and hopefully he can be back sooner rather than later much more healthier and he can still get his time to shine on tv and not be back on like main event or some shit like that so best wishes to uh, r-truth on a speedy recovery and um well he's gonna be missed uh, but we move forward now to a big story that came out that led to a lot of street, a lot of dirt sheets, and a lot of wrestling content creation sites saying, like, like speculating that the upcoming WWE Crown Jewel event was going to be canceled because there was an intelligence report that came out saying that Iran was uh, planning an attack on Saudi Arabia. Well, that news came out and WWE did respond by saying they were monitoring the situation and they had contingencies in place mm-hmm. to make sure uh, to ensure that the performers and all the staff safety going to and leaving from Saudi Arabia. Well, uh, earlier this week, matter of fact, it was on Thursday, the Iranian government themselves came out and denied that claim that they were... Um, planning an attack on the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Uh, according to a Wall Street Journal report, the um, foreign minister of Iran, Nasir Kanani, said, um, said that, quote, what did he say? It will carry, that it was baseless, and insisted that uh, the, the focus for their government was on diplomacy within the region, saying, quote, it will carry on with that seriously. Uh, so, there's been some growing tensions between Iran and Saudi Arabia and it led to the intelligence report going out about that. But then Iran came back and refuted it. So right now, the uh, WWE are currently in Saudi Arabia. They held the press conference earlier, this, earlier today and all of that. But, Sith. what did you think about this situation? All right. I'm going to save the
1: stuff about the dirt sheets and shit for final thoughts. Let me preface that, all right? This is a very serious situation, and this is not the first time that we've dealt with these international incidents, if you will, with WWE going somewhere. Before we were on Twitch, we've been here for almost two years, over a year and a half now, but when they did Super Showdown back in 2019, there was an incident where the wrestlers couldn't get home because Vince pulled the plug on a pay-per-view because of money owed by the Saudi government. And that spiraled out of control. And we had these tweets and posts saying, we need prayers, we don't know if we're getting out of here type deal, which rushed the invasion angle of NXT to SmackDown. That...
0: So, yeah... This 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 is a very interesting situation uh, that and the timing was kind of weird because they knew uh, you know they knew that a, a large American company was coming over to Saudi Arabia, so all of a sudden that starts moving around and things like that and it's, it's very 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 strange, uh, but my hope and my prayer is that no there are no incidents, uh, they are able to. Do the show this uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and are able to fly back home without incident. Remember uh, the incident that happened a couple years ago with them um, uh, being stuck in in Saudi Arabia because of quote unquote issues with the plane. Um, so hopefully this goes without incident. They have the show, and but the prop, but this is going to fuel the fire of all the people who disagreed. With WWE even getting into this agreement in the first place, I don't get political. I don't get political. I never get political, and I'm not gonna get political. I'm a wrestling podcaster, and that's all there is to it, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, so, anyway, uh, while Sif deals with uh, tech issues, we will move forward with the next news story. And this one is a much more positive. Positive news story, and that news story is that uh, Sean Spears and Cassie Lee announced that they were getting ready to have a baby, uh, which is why you know Cassie Lee, Cassie Lee, formerly of the Iconics, formerly of the Inspiration, took a step back from wrestling, but. Now, recently, it was announced during uh, a, a podcast appearance by Big, by proud Papa Sean Spears that we the baby already has a name. Uh, so, Sean Spears made an appearance recently on the Sessions podcast with Renee Paquette and shared the name of the of their soon to be baby boy, uh, saying that. He was getting, you know, he was getting his baby's name tattooed on his arm with an homage to his late mother. As you know, he took some time away from AEW because of the death of his mother earlier this year, but now he is back and he said that quote, "I'll tell you his name. I'll tell you his name. I might get in trouble, but at the same time there's a reason I'm going to tell you the name." His name is going to be Austin J. The J comes after Cass's brother. That's his name, so that's going to be his middle name, but I also have it already kind of on my arm so we can't change our minds now. Uh so he went on to talk about uh the tribute to his mother, how her how her urn has angels on it, uh which is also shown on the tattoo. Uh then the light he said quote, then the light that shines through kind of shines down on him. Uh, showing the uh the tattoo that is in progress. Uh he went on to say before she passed away, she left him a message on one of those stuffed uh animal dolls with the voice box on it. Uh in it. She passed before she knew his name, but she knew he was going to be a boy and stuff, and said, I'll always be looking out for you, always be watching over you. Uh so there you go. That's very heartwarming for That's very heartwarming for the soon-to-be parents to have that, and such a great name, Austin J. That's a really great name. Uh, hang Hang on, everybody. So it looks like Sith, his internet went down. That is unfortunate. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to try to keep going at this solo for a little while, and so hopefully he gets his internet back up and he can get back on and we can keep kicking this going. So we're going to move on to the final news story of the day. When he gets back on, I'll, we'll go back to uh, the Sean Spears and Cassie Lee news and then come back to this if he's not back by the time I'm done with this. But, of course, as we mentioned, Uh, four, five NXT talents were, uh, shown the door given their release earlier this week, uh, which the news actually came out via, uh, various sites that said that there was, there was talk of releases going to be happening they, they those, those came out the night before, but here we are, uh, on the, on Wednesday and it happened, uh, PW Insider confirming that, uh, the, the, that the five individuals who were given their release, uh, was first, Bodie Hayward. Uh, Bodie was the most surprising of the releases because of the fact that he was prominently featured on NXT TV as part of the Chase U uh, segments, as um, you know, as part of the uh, Chase U segments with the uh, with uh, Chase U and Thea Hale and stuff like that. But recently, he was phased out of that and replaced with none other than Duke Hudson, and here we are. So up oh, hang on. We got Sith on his phone now, so we're gonna get him back up and running. Hang on, folks. Hey Come, there he is. Shit. Oh damn, Con Comcast did you dirty, huh? Yeah, um I'm, I'm this is just ridiculous. But yeah. NXT releases, right? Well hold on. Before we get to the NXT releases, um Uh-oh. I I I just talked about uh Sean Spears and Cassie Lee and uh well Sean Spears is announcing on Renee Paquette's podcast. Uh, the okay. name of their baby. So the name on, of their baby is Austin J. The J is named after Cass, uh, Cassie Lee's brother, uh, but also he tattooed the name on him already, so they can, basically can't change their minds. He also, oh. on, he also went on to talk about, you know, his mother who passed away early on this year, uh, mm-hmm. has the urn, has angel wins on it, and how she kept, you know, left messages on stuffed animals and stuff. And things like that. And I wanted to get your thoughts on the name and all of that stuff before we move on. Love the
1: name. But this is going to make y'all laugh. Um, You do know that when you get a tattoo, unless you pay for it to get removed, it's permanent, right? Oh, boy. (laughs) I like the name. Don't get me wrong. I think it's great to pay tribute to family. And again, I wish Sean, as well as Cassie, all the best. But I think it's pretty cool that he got his kid's name tatted on him. Though. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, and indeed. So you know, congratulations to them. Uh, they announced in August that they were uh, giving birth. So I'm assuming they're about around five, six months. So they got a couple more months to go. And yeah, about we'll, that. We'll, we'll they will be we'll be meeting we'll be meeting young Austin Jay sooner rather than later. So we'll see. All right, now for the NXT releases, as I was mentioning. So the first name that stood out to everybody was Bodie Hayward, who signed with WWE back in August of 2021. He had been a regular on NXT TV, being a part of Chase U, uh, with, Ch- with Andre Chase, and then later adding Thea Hale and then Duke Hudson before he was ultimately, fa- before Bodie was phased out of there and then ultimately released also released was uh sloan jacobs uh, the 19 year old was signed back in uh late 2021 uh earning a spot on the raw in the performance center after a tryout uh making appearances on uh the main nxt show as well as nxt level up he was rec- she was recently in action at re- uh, nxt live events over the past weekend before her release also released erica yen who was uh Last seen in September, Demarius Griffin, who uh, used to team with Bryson Montana on NXT Level Up, and Ru Feng, uh, who was largely used as enhancement talent on both NXT Level Up and on 205 Live. Uh, this goes along with what was mentioned by WWE Senior Vice President James Kimball, when he did an interview with WrestleRants, uh, where he detailed the, development, the developmental recruitment process and release process. Protocol saying that there will be six month intervals in terms of va- evaluating talent in the developmentals part of WWE and if the uh, performance either improve or they are released from the company. Uh, all five wrestlers did join in late two, in 2021. So it looks like they hit their six months and it looks like they weren't where the company wanted them to be and sent them home. Bodie Hayward has done a, a multiple has done an interview and has said that he's floored by the the for release, but he was told that, you know, he wasn't up to the, the level that they wanted him to, and that's why they let him go. Uh, Sith, your thoughts on these five releases? Well, the only
1: one that really rang a bell was Bodie Hayward, because we really don't cover NXT level up. No offense to people you do. You know, you like that show. It's all good. But I wish them all the best in their endeavors, but this is again proving. That every six months, you're going to go through this trial by fire, if you will. And if they're not meeting up to standards and they don't think you're going to be ready, they're going to let you go. I'm not angry about this because of the system that they have in NXT. Now, if they had said that, well, we put them on the main roster and they didn't meet up to potential Well, then it's a question of why they got called up in the first place. So I wish everyone the best. There are plenty of promotions out there to land on their feet, which will likely happen. But, yeah, I'm sorry it happened, but if you're not going to cut the mustard, it's worth than keeping you around. Champ?
0: Yeah, like I said, normally I get mad when I hear about these releases, but when it comes to NXT, clearly... It was something, you know, they have a, that system in place where after six months, if you're not showing that improvement or that build in yourself, they're going to let you go. And then, and they said, and Kimball went on to say that they have a two year plan with a lot of the developmental in two years. You're either ready to move up to the main roster or move out of the company. So, yep. That is a very, you know, it's a, that's a sound sound sort of uh, system. It's you know, a lot of people may find it very very crappy, you know, someone of this, you know, this young losing their job, but at the same time, I mean, that's how the real world works. Like any with Damn. any job, like most jobs you have a 90-day 90-day uh, pr- pr- probationary period. And if you underperform in those 90 days, they can let your ass go, you know? Yeah. And so here, at least they give them six months. So they get 180 days to prove themselves mm-hmm. to this company before they say, okay, we're going to stick with them or no, we're not going to stick with them. You got to go. So I'm sorry that these five young, young men and women lost their jobs, but unfortunately, clearly, it was something that, that they weren't seeing, especially with Bodie. Bodie didn't wrestle a whole lot. Nope. Like he didn't wrestle a whole lot. He was mostly just like cheerleader and just hanging out and stuff like that. So it was kind of hard to evaluate him on TV. But clearly, in the performance center, they saw something they didn't believe in him, and that's what happens. So it is what it is. Unfortunately, yeah. But but will give yeah.
1: WWE credit though. At least these people weren't boosted to be the next Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Parker they, Boudreaux come to mind.
0: Yeah, but Parker's absolutely doing well in AEW, which is a good thing. Obviously, it's a good thing. Um, All right, now it's time to get into some New Japan recapping here. So, I will uh, step up in here and do this while hopefully... uh, That's crazy, though, Seth, that that Comcast Internet just went out on you. That's absolutely nuts. Which is crazy, because I also have Comcast. Mine's fine. But, um... Either way. All right. So, New Japan. First, before we get into the recap of two shows that were televised this week that uh, we are going to talk about. Um, this, uh, earlier today, when Friday on the day we were recording this, uh, there was a press conference uh, for the upcoming uh, for the upcoming Battle Autumn uh, Closing Show, which is taking place at the Edion Arena in Osaka on, fr- on Saturday, uh, where contracts were signed for the championship matches, uh, the junior heavyweight tag team title match, as well as the U.S. heavyweight title match and other things. But what was also decided was the incredible tag match, which is taking place on the card on Saturday, which is going to pit have... All four members of the four-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship in the Tokyo Dome teaming up to go, uh, teaming up to go up against each other. So they had to draw slits of paper in order to determine the teams, and the teams that were determined were Hiromu Takahashi teaming with. The current IWGP junior heavyweight champion, Taiji Ishimori, to face Master Wato and El Desperado. That is a crazy, crazy team uh, dynamic because Hiromu and, and Ishimori have been bitter rivals, especially over the junior heavyweight title. Wato and Desperado hate each other, and so it's going to make for a very, 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 very unique situation. Uh, everybody had something to say about it after the teams were met were made by Watto saying, quote, this might be the most unlucky day of my entire year. The guy I hate the most is in my corner. I won't do this. Hiromu was happy about it, saying, quote, uh, calling himself the god of the random draw, saying, quote, I won. Everyone can see that these two point at talking about Desperado and Watto hate each other's guts. But me and the muscle chihuahua can get along perfectly. You could call us two extreme true pals. I'm looking forward to it. End quote. Uh, Despy basically said, it sucks, this sucks, but went into a very long, pretty long uh, rant about this, but also reveling in the fact that he gets to be across the ring from the junior heavyweight champion instead of on the same side as him. Uh, Taiji Ishimori wasn't too happy about this, saying, uh, saying, quote, true pals, I don't know what the hell the point of all this is. What I'm more interested in after this match, I'm putting a question to, well, not to Wato, but to Hiromo and Desperado, and what will be their answer? That's exciting. Uh, so, there you go. The incredible tag uh, match that is taking place tomorrow will be Hiromo Takahashi and uh, Taiji Ishimori teaming up against Master Wato and um, Desperado. So the final card for the final show of Battle of Auto 22 will see the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships on the line in the opening match. Francisco Akira and COVID denier of the United Empire defending against LIJ's Bushi and Titan. Uh, the second match will see an eight man tag with Hontai mixed with Chaos, Alex Zane, David Finley, and Bebop tag team Toriano of Chaos and Hiroshi Tanahashi Hontai taking on the other members of the United Empire Gideon Gray, Aaron Hanare, and Aussie Open making their in-ring Japan debut for New Japan Pro Wrestling, the former Strong Openweight Champions going at uh, going into this one with their fellow mates in the United Empire. A third, a 20-minute special singles match is also on the card. Hikaleo, who was supposed to be challenging for the NEVER Openweight Championship, he will instead take on Yujiro Takahashi of the House of Torture. Uh, and then we will have the two semifinal matches in the New Japan World TV Championship Tournament. Ren Narita will be going up against Sonata while Zack Sabre Jr. battles Evil. The last time these two were in the ring together, Zack Sabre Jr. used the guise of a young lion and some trickery in order to beat, 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 in order to beat uh, Evil in less than a minute. So there you go. Uh, Next, again, we will have the incredible tag match, Hiromu Takahashi and Taiji Ishimori against Desperado and Wato. We will have a special tag match that will see Tama Tonga and Kazuchika Okada team up to take on Kenta and the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Jay White. In the eighth match, the semifinal, the great Okan and Jeff Cobb earn the right to challenge for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. And they will get their chance as Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood FTR make their New Japan in-ring debut in Japan to be uh, to, ch- to defend those championships. This will be their second defense after a successful first defense against Aussie Open at... Um, Royal Quest 2 back in uh, last month. And our main event will see Will Ospreay defend the United States Heavyweight Championship for the third time. Going up against Tetsuya Naito. Naito looking to finally get a day hapon and a championship winning in this one. We'll see what happens. But uh, going back to New Japan Strong, uh, Autumn Action taking place at Sam's Town in Las Vegas. Saw Ari Divari defeat Kevin Knight. Mystico and Alex Zane defeating Blake Christian and Mascara, Mascara Dorado, and Filthy Tom Lawler falling to the lariat of Hero Ishii in the main event. And in the show that took place on on November 3rd to lead up to Saturday's final, uh, Bebop tag team Hiroshitana Toriyano defeated Ryohei Oiwa and Yu Nakashima. We also saw Hikaleo and Jado defeat Gideon Gray and he- Aaron Hanare. Great O'Connor, Jeff Cobb, thrashed Tom Lackie, Homer, and David Finley, Doki. El Desperado, and Taichi defeated Gato, Taiji Ishimori, and Kenta. Doki with the Italian stretch number 32 to get the victory. Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Dick Togo at Evil. Bushi defeated Francisco Akira, and Titan defeated COVID Denier in back-to-back singles matches, the final preview of their junior heavyweight tag title match. Tetsuya Naito. Sonata and Hiroma will close out the show, defeating Ren Narita, Alexei, and Master Wato in a six-man tag team war. And that is your New Japan recap for this week. As um as you may know, starting on Saturday. After that event will be the beginning of the New Japan Showdown Tour. Uh, that tour will be taking place at the Vermont Hollywood in Hollywood, California. Rocky Romero will be going up against Christopher Daniels. There will be a number one contenders uh, four-way match for the to determine the next challenges for the New Japan Strong Open Weight Tactic Championship Championships. West Coast Wrecking Crew against Stray Dog Army against DKC and Kevin Knight against uh, Bad Dude Tito and Shane Hayes of TMDK. and the main event, will see Hiroshi Tanahashi take on Gabriel Kidd. And that is your New Japan recap. All right, we got Sam back on the laptop.
1: Yeah, champ. You know who I'd like to see back in WWE? No, Mr.
0: No Days off, Fred Roser Well you know it's funny Roser actually did an interview recently And yep. he said that he had been in talks with WWE to make A return but they just never materialized But he uh-huh. says he's much Happier he says he's much happier In New Japan he's currently the yes. strong open weight champion He's doing well yeah. uh, And so I you know A return to WWE I just I don't want it I like him no. better in New Japan. He's much better in New Japan. He, he could be the true... He could be his true character unless if they bring him back, he can, they could bring him back with that character. They could call him Darren Young, what have, what have you, but he has to come in there as Mr. No Days Off, the, yeah. sun-tan, the suntan Superman, all of that stuff. He's got not to come this back as that. Make, um,
1: not this fucking thing they did with... When it was with Bob Backlund, make... You know, his character great again, like fucking Trump. I'm like, you don't need to do that shit again. Do Mr. No Days Off.
0: Right. All right. So it's now time to talk about Crown Jewel, which is taking place on Saturday over in Rihad, Saudi Arabia, their annual jaunt Yeah. Over to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia to perform in front of some great fans over there uh before we get into the preview and predictions for this event sith you watched the press conference that took place on friday <laughs> what were some highlights from that press conference that you could talk about with the people before we get into the preview all right cool uh logan paul
1: and his brother jake so we're gonna have jake in logan's corner tomorrow after well tomorrow night saudi arabia time Tomorrow afternoon here in the East Coast. But the funniest shit happened, though, y'all. Champ, I don't think I've told you this. We have a term that we use here called get shit on, right? The fans were chanting, we want Sammy. And you got the bloodline there, right? Sammy's not there. We all know why Sammy's not there. We're not going to dwell on that. Roman said... Man, the way y'all been behaving tonight, y'all don't deserve Sammy. And the bloodline all walked out. There you go. Yep. Look, it was a really good press conference this morning. Um, I like how how Triple H was there to kind of make sure that blows weren't thrown. You had Paul Heyman saying, look, we could lay you out in a punch right now. But Roman's got the day off. He'll do it tomorrow night when he's actually working. I mean, you get Paul Heyman, one of the greatest talkers of all time. And I love how they've built up Logan Paul thinking that in his third match that he's going to do it. But, yeah. It was good, though. It was good for what it was. And... Again, prayers definitely up at the talent. It has a good show tomorrow. Gets on
0: the plane and gets out. All right. Well, and with that, now it's time to talk. Now all the talking is done. It's going to be time to show it in the ring tomorrow on Saturday. Yep. So here we go. Let's talk about it. Seven matches on the card with only.
1: Wikipedia has eight. So whichever
0: match you leave out, I'll tell you which one it is. No, I'm going to look this up cuz like I said I literally wrote this up like 2 hours ago. So wow. So um, I I get I'm you know what? I'm going to assume a match got added from SmackDown and they just th- they just threw it on there as for- sort of a spoiler because I literally like 2 hours ago was on there and they only showed 7. Wow! So okay. unless a match unless a match got added on, that's going to be added on from SmackDown that hasn't even aired yet, then I'm going to be very shocked here. So I'm going to look this up really quickly. Yeah, because I saw seven. I dead ass saw seven, and I put down seven, and yeah. I see one, two, three. Okay, how am I missing a match here? One, two, three, four. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wait. I'm missing something here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a dumbass. So dumbass. I forgot to put down Bianca Belair and Bailey's Last Man Standing oh. match. Stand Jesus Christ, I'm so stupid.
1: Well, I'm we'll so just squeeze stupid. that one in real
0: quick. Yeah, I'm I'm putting that in right now because I'm wondering yeah. why am I showing seven and then you're saying eight and I'm like I Me? thought I saw seven <laughs> but no. This is why we're one of the best
1: tandems in podcasting. I don't care what everyone else got to say. We're...
0: I'll be honest, my brain not not been into it at all today, but it is what it is. Um, hang on, I'm gonna I gotta make my pick, and there we go. All right, now we're ready to really do this. Eight matches. So SIF was right in the pre-production. It was right earlier, so that's my bad. Eight matches with four championship matches, with three championship matches, four championship matches, and then four grudge matches, uh, if you will. Um, So as we always do with our coverage We always start with the non-championship matches first, and then we get into our championship matches afterwards. Uh, So, first, we're going to talk about the the Battle of the Monsters, the big beefy men slapping meat match number one of two. uh, Well, no, one of three. Talking about Braun Strowman versus... We're going to be talking about Braun Strowman versus... Oh, I hear myself. Oh... We're going to be talking about Braun Strowman versus Omos. We know this match came about after Braun had a match uh, on SmackDown, and Omos just was standing in the menacingly in the stands. Then they got face-to-face. He pushed them out of the ring, did Omos, uh, to Braun Strowman. But now they're going to actually go head up one-on-one to determine who is the, who is the baddest big man in WWE. Sip, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, let me get this out of the fucking ways. I'm not looking forward to this match.
1: Because I love Big Beefy Men slapping meat, but we got a problem here. Of the eight matches on this card, this is one that feels like reaching low-hanging fruit just to get a match on the card without much luck at all. This, I think, should open the card or end up on the kickoff show, which they don't do anymore. And it's... Mainly because I don't think it's going to be a long match. Where should it be? Monster versus monster. Going with Braun Strowman. The monster among men to end up on top. Champ.
0: I'm just I'm going with Braun. This is gonna be a bowling shoe ugly match. It's gonna be bo- it's not gonna not gonna really pique my interest. I hate the fact that this is taking place during the day because I don't want to drink during the day, but I feel like I may have to just for this match alone.
1: It's called day drinking, Charlie Brown.
0: Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> don't the, brother, don't tempt me. Do not tempt hey. me. We have not we have nothing to do that evening. So don't
1: I, I, me. What do you think I'd do at brunch on Sunday? Ask, ask Whitney. <laughs> All right,
0: I'm picking Braun. Next big men slapping meat match we're going to see is Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. <laughs> and then we already know what's, what, what to expect from these guys. The last time they faced each other was, when was this? Royal Rumble won Rumble on my birthday. This this past year for the WWE Championship, where thanks to Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley became a two-time WWE champion. Uh, but that match was very physical. It was very p- mm-hmm. violent, and I expect more of the same here, especially with the way they've been going at each other the last couple of weeks. Uh, what do you think about this one between Brock and Bobby?
1: Oh man, more
0: big BT men slapping meat. Power versus Power
1: matchup here. It's actually a rematch because Lesnar lost the last time. Bobby Lashley became WWE champion the world rumble this year on my birthday. As we saw later on that night, Brock drew number 30 and won it. Question is, is are we gonna put Brock over so this way we get a rubber match? Or are we gonna put Bobby over clean this time? I'm going with Brock to win here. So we get a rubber match sometime down the
0: road. I'm also thinking the same thing. Brock Lesnar wins, so we get a rubber match. Uh, It took so many years for these two to finally get an opportunity to Mm -hmm. face each other. We got the first time for the WWE title at Royal Rumble. We're getting a second time at Crown Jewel. We need a third. We got to get a third. We're going to get a third. So Brock wins this one. So Bobby comes back after him at, at some point. Alright, next we have a huge, huge We have a huge six-man tag team matchup when the OC, the uh the phenomenal AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson team up to take on the judgment days. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. Of course, they're gonna have Rhea Ripley in their corner. Zip, what do you think about this one? Champ, so we've got the judgment day going up against the OC,
1: the original club as Ballard gets an encounter with three of his former stable, stable members from the bullet club. Now judgment day has been on tear like crazy of white. So hard that Ray Mysterio jr. Moved over to SmackDown to continue the idea that he doesn't want to go up against the sun. Dominic champ. What does this tell you? Yep. OC. That's all I'm rocking with.
0: Right. Um, I'm going with the OC as well. I know they got the the, the Rhea problem. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 my, a part of me, my gut is telling me, and I've been hearing this a lot on yeah. the, online, that they might enlist the help of Raquel Rodriguez from SmackDown and uh-huh. Rhea Ripley. I would like to see that happen so that the OC can pick up the win, but they're going to find a way to neutralize Rhea Ripley and win the match. So I'm going with the OC in this one. Uh, And then finally, our another non-title match in here is the second in the (sighs) series that has Drew McIntyre going up against Karrion Cross, But this time, it's inside a cage, a cage, a cage, a cage, a cage, Woo! A solid steel cage for these two men. Seth, what do you think about this one?
1: The big question is, is you have to keep whoever loses strong in the end. So, how do you do this within the confines of the painful solid steel cage? I think, whatever the outcome, this might, this will not be the end game here for this story. You got to keep, as I think they're going to keep it a bit longer to blow off the story, if you will. Drew McIntyre. So, I think it's possible. Rubber match, either Survivor Series or. At the Royal
0: Rumble, I also agree. McIntyre wins to send us to a third, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if WWE just decides, "Nah, we're not going to see a third. We yeah, going to get his ass whipped, and Kerry Cross is going to win. But I feel like Drew's going to get the victory here. It's going to be a physical matchup. Scarlett can't really get involved because it's inside steel cage, but knowing her, she's going to find a way. Oh, uh, she but will. At, but at the end of the day, but at the end of the day. Drew McIntyre wins yep now now for our ta- our title matches we have uh, the tag team titles online on both men and women. Uh, we'll start with the women uh, the women's Tag mm-hmm. Team championship match which was made uh, this week after Asuka yep. and Alexa Bliss won the tag team titles this week on Raw uh, they will immediately be defending them in a rematch against damage control. what do you think about this one Sid? how are you feeling on this one? Uh i think we lost Sith.
1: this is a last minute match oh there he is yeah sorry this was a last minute match that was added to the card tuesday morning on the heels of a title change that we're likely going to cover in the weekend review momentarily now this has had a decent story here but in some ways um the fan reactions to damage control is suffering a bit because it staved off a bit from their debut at SummerSlam. that being said though i'm going to take the easy way out oscar and bliss retain here i just don't think a quick bait and switch works here
0: yeah Here's the thing when I was writing out my predictions, I wanted to type damage control so bad because I feel like that is something that they yeah. they would have them win it for and win it and then literally lose it f- six days later like five days later because they just hate us and they just get yeah. the titles but I gotta also remember this is a new regime and not the old regime so i d- i i I know they want to elevate those titles a lot more, but I almost typed in Damage Control, but I'm going with Bliss and, and Oscar as well. I think they're going to give them a bit longer reign and have this program with Damage Control continue because it's going to go into what I'm going to talk about next, which is the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey in a last woman standing match. It is very rare for the women to be involved in a in a match of this magnitude where if you don't know the rules, if you cannot get to your feet by the count, referee's count of 10, the match is over. There's no disqualifications. There's no count outs. There's no pinfalls. There's no submissions. You just have to beat the living crap out of your opponent until they cannot get up anymore. What do you think about this one, Sith? Fuck your couch, as Rick
1: James would say. Yeah, I don't know about that. Champ, you see this? Yeah. Coin flip. That's what this match is. It's a complete coin flip here. Look, you can't say that someone's going to get hurt in the loss here as last woman standing means that the loser can't answer the 10 call. And you're going to get a shitload of interference here from damage control. The question is: Is you'll come here on top? Now the crowds have seemed to cool off a bit on damage control. Bianca is still a very strong, fan favorite. This was very difficult. I think they're going with Bailey. I hope I'm wrong,
0: but I think Bailey wins. Right. Um so I deliberated on mm. this quite a bit. I was thinking, I'm like, where do I go with this one? I didn't I would I didn't feel as though I it does feel like it is a coin flip. You know which way you want to go with it, so you gotta flip a coin and figure it out. But I'm yep. semi-confident I'm semi-confident that we'll have a new raw women's Championship
1: what? <laughs> what?
0: I'm semi-confident we're gonna have a new women's champ, <laughs> world women's champion. It's gonna be Bailey, uh, which is gonna be wild because if that happens, then what's gonna end up ha- ha- happening is that damage control is gonna mess around and win the tag titles, and they're gonna have all the titles, and I'm just gonna be like, oh god. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. That's that's where I'm thinking is Bailey's gonna become the new world women's champion. Uh, so then we move on to the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, which I think will be defended earlier on in the night to allow for the bloodline to be a part of the match of yeah. the main event. Uh, but the Usos defending the championships against Rich Holland and uh, Pete Dunne, the Brawling Brutes. Sith. Mm. What does
1: this tell you right here, y'all? It's going to be one hell of a banger of a match. it's going to be a big mistake to have the Usos lose in any way besides DQ, as you're not going to take the Undisputed Tag Team Championships or the WWE Undisputed Championships off the bloodline anytime soon. We the ones, Usos, they win.
0: Uh, I'm going... I'm going Usos to retain. I think they're going to end up... I think that the New Day is going to ultimately be the ones to dethrone the Usos. But it'll probably be Mm -hmm. after the Usos break the New Day's record for longest reign of tag team champions. But it is what it is. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. But either way, Usos retain here. It'll be a really good matchup, but they're, they will retain. And, of course, our main event, will see the undisputed WWE Universal Championship defended. My tribal chief, your tribal chief, our tribal chief, the head of the table, none other than Roman Reigns, will be locking horns with Logan Paul. Unbelievable that I have to say that in 2020. Okay. Someone like this gets an opportunity at a major wrestling (laughs) championship in his third match in the company. Like, that's crazy to me. But anyway, Sith, your thoughts? Okay.
1: I know. I know. And I fully agree. This match has no fucking business being on this card whatsoever. Logan Paul's in his third WWE match overall and has no business being thrown into the main event scene here. I agree, and I understand the complaints here. Now, this match will main event tonight, easily enough. But damn, this is a really hard sell to have a YouTube celebrity come out to be a babyface, when even today, he was getting shit on by the fans. The crowds hate Logan Paul. They hate Jake Paul, too. Um, Flip side of the coin. I'll give credit where credit is due. Logan Paul and his brother treat wrestling and boxing as side gigs, but they take their time and they do the work needed for those side gigs. So I give them credit for that. But come on, y'all. If you're trying to tell me that Logan Paul's got a that Logan Paul's got a chance you also have a ski cabin in Phoenix where it doesn't fucking snow the tribal chief retains here
0: I'm not gonna give a long and long winded explanation. It's just no point. Roman Reigns retains plain and simple. You're not gonna let Logan fucking Paul be the man to end a two plus (laughs) dominant undefeated run as champion. There's no fucking shot. And I promise you this, and I take this to the I will say this on WAX right now. If Logan Paul, I swear to God, if Logan Paul. Wins the WWE Universal Championship on Saturday. Next Saturday on the podcast, I will give my own fucking channel five subs. Whoa! Yep, yep. I will get my say own that channel. again. I if Logan Paul walks out of Crown Jewel with the W, the undisputed. WWE Universal Championship and he ends the two plus year reign of Roman Reigns, I'm gifting five subs.
1: But mine. you know what I'm going to do though? What? Trash the fucking pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is. That it is. will ruin
1: the pay-per-view for me right there.
0: But outside of that, so what about let's talk what about... What I'm going to do grades. if
1: Logan Paul walks out tomorrow night if Morgan Paul gets out of Saudi Arabia's WWE Undisputed Championship, I tell you what, come full gear and Survivor Series, it's not going to be one free gifted sub. It's two free gifted subs up for grabs for each pay-per-view.
0: If Logan Paul wins. If Logan Paul wins. If not, no just one okay fair enough so there you go ladies and gentlemen we're both picking reins to retain but yes. if Logan, but i'm pretty sure if you want a free sub to our channel you might be rooting for logan paul even if you don't you don't want to because you have the chance to get a, a free gifted sub from one of us who knows all right preliminary grade says start start off
1: i'm giving it a b um I really don't want to see Oma Omas and Strowman on this card. I think that could be well done on Monday Night Raw. And again, Logan Paul in the main event in his third WWE match. Nah, get fucked. Everything else is going to be a banger. I hope Logan Paul does well as he did in his previous two
0: matches, but he's taking a major L, giving it a B. Champ. B as well. Uh, the main event. Roman Reigns is going to do his best to get the best out of Logan Paul. We know Logan Paul is pretty good at what he does, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I just B is the best I could see out of this pay-per-view. As I, I agree with you, Omos and Strowman does nothing for me uh, at all. And then uh, Brock and Bobby is going to be good. The OC and the judgment day is going to be good. Bianca and, and Bailey is going to be violent that women's tag title match should be interesting. They're going to be very restrictive because they got to wear a lot of layers yep. because they can't show skin. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the women perform here. But I'm giving this a B as well. It's just that the card itself just doesn't really get me overly excited for the event. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's it. Yeah. Um, just, to re- just as a reminder, uh, just as a reminder, we will be live stream reacting to uh, crown jewel beginning at 11 55 a.m eastern time on saturday november the 5th right on our twitch channel twitch.tv slash true no spots pod myself and sith so it's a rare day stream for us so there you go so join us there to come, you can watch along with us as we watch it on peacock and just deal with whatever's mm-hmm. to come all right now
1: our predictions will be up My trash can internet gets back online.
0: Awesome. All right. It's now time to talk about the week in review, as we always do at this point in the podcast, where we look back on all all the shows for the week, but because we are streaming and recording on a, uh, a day early we are very much uh, abbreviated. We were going to record it last night, but Sith had uh, you know made a suggestion maybe wait till Friday so that way we can at least get Impact in since they are building towards their next, uh, big next event. So we moved it to Friday, so we mm-hmm. have everything up until Impact, uh, which happened this week. We All Ooh. right, here we go. It's time to talk about what's going on on Monday Night Raw. Of course, we start things off. And we start things off with how we opened the show. Uh, we had our Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, in action, in non-title action, going up against Nick against Nikki Klus. She's crush She's Nikki Kruss. Uh Banger of a matchup to start off, but then after the matchup, we had a post-match beatdown from Damage Control, and then everybody got involved. It was a lot of Chaos Sith. Are you going to push or bury our opening match and post-match? Opening match and post-match gets a big
1: push. Um, Good team-up match for Bianca Belair. Strong L here for Nikki Cross with her character reinventions. getting back more into sanity. Uh, Post-match
0: scrum, good shit.
1: Give it a big push. Champ?
0: I'm giving this a big push as well. This was really good the way to start. And you know, again, having damage control come in and jump in, jumping jumping hurts, to really add to the story was really good. This was a go home show, and this is one of the, the few moments in the show where you got yourself in position to to really build the matches on the card. All right, next, we had our we were going to have a segment where Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. We're going to have a sit down interview in in different rooms. But Bobby was in his room rating, but Brock was not. Why was Brock not in his room? Because he came out to the ring to challenge Bobby himself. And they decided to have themselves a little break apart brawl, which even included Triple H making an appearance on t- on camera. What did you think about this segment, Sith? Push or Barry. i give it a push and love how
1: Triple H came out and said Hands off or no match. Good shit here. You can let the tensions play
0: out on pay per view. It'll happen tomorrow. Give it a good push, champ. Push, push as well. This was a very well done. Again, this is one of the matches on the card that I'm really excited about, and so I can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a non-title match going on. It was Seth Rollins, the U.S. Champion, going up against Mr. Money in the Bank, Austin Theory. This is a really good match too. Push or Barry, Seth this ladies
1: and gentlemen from the basement is the first mega push of the week my god this was a fantastic match here big time austin theory looks solid in the l and isn't looking like the awkward jackass
0: he's looking like a serious
1: contender here
0: not going to be a mega push for me but it is going to get a big push for me very very strong match up here uh Mm-hmm. And I just enjoyed it Of course you know I just enjoyed it It was really good well, well done well done well done Yeah. And of course we even had the uh, Involvement of Mustafa Ali as well Which you know adds to that Story eventually Mustafa Ali Is going to challenge for that US heavyweight championship Eventually mm-hmm. So I cannot wait for that to happen Please let it happen Please let it happen because I am A big fan Big fan Oh wait, he didn't have Mustafa Ali. Sorry, he was, he didn't get involved in this, but it would have been nice to see him get involved Because in I got I got to see I want to see Mustafa Ali become the U.S. champion. Definitely got to see him as the U.S. champion. All right, next big facts. We had uh, some next. more build towards the OC uh, the Judgment Day six man tag match when Damian Priest went one on one with the Machine Gun Carl Anderson, uh, which led to also some shenanigans in the in there as well as in the post match. So there you go. What do you think? Push a Barry?
1: A big push. Match was really good here. A lot of final allowed a final build before crown jewel and once the match between OC and Judgment Day. It's gonna be fucking sick.
0: Uh, I'll give this a, re- a regular push. It was a good matchup. The post-match definitely added to the intrigue of the match upcoming. So um, again, this is another match on the Crown Jewel card that I'm actually looking forward to. And like I said, even though there's only eight matches, there, I've already identified two that I'm looking forward to. So there you go. Yeah. Finally, we had our main event. We had We had the women's tag team title match between oscar and alexa bliss and damage control which saw new tag team champions being crowned i was expecting because i saw a thumbnail from Blood culture about them saying sasha banks return and i'm sitting there expecting sasha and naomi to walk out as things but did, it didn't happen i was just like oh i got jebated. and then i actually watched a news story and they said it was a return rumor and not an actual return so i was like i got even more jebated. thanks anyway Push or bury our main event for this week?
1: A big push. Kick-ass main event here big time. And it said that we don't get more matches like this with women where it comes
0: to WWE, but they're working on it. Really good build as well as
1: storytelling chemistry.
0: Yeah, I'm also giving it a big push. A very well-done main event. I just hope and pray. I hope and pray that um, they don't do a quick title switch this saturday crown jewel don't do that to us at all at all please let them have the titles for at least a month two months something like that you know maybe set it up for when sasha and and naomi come back something i don't know uh, before we move on from Raw, just some honorable mentions to to make to, to talk about. Uh, there was a really fun and entertaining trick or street fight between Otis and Matt Riddle that was really good. Uh, the segment mm-hmm. with our tribal chief was really, really good. When he got uh, Miz involved and he punched Miz, knocked Miz out with the Superman punch. Miz then would go on to face and lose to uh, Mustafa Ali thanks to the interference of Dexter Loomis. Um and yeah, and then also that very, very interesting segment of the Johnny Gargano tell all interview, which was done like a like it was an episode of 60 <laughs> Minutes. That was absolutely crazy. Yeah, was absolute entertainment at its finest. And uh, I mean, Johnny played that up so well, so, so well. Uh, but those were some honorable mentions, of course. um, you know, Oma, we had some. Uh, we also had the segment with Corbin and JBL and R Truth where they beat up R Truth and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That was actually pretty good as well. But all in all, not a bad episode of Raw for the Go Home, but it just didn't feel like a Go Home show, really. Uh, I think it felt more like uh, uh, Halloween. It felt so a th- little th-
1: bit like it in parts.
0: Yeah, in but parts. I, it felt think, like but,
1: it. Other parts. Like, what are we doing?
0: But the problem is, is that it was, you know it's on Halloween, so they felt they had to throw in like a Halloween themed mm-hmm. uh, gimmick match in order to yeah. be a part of Halloween, and I think that kind of threw it off. So yeah, but it was an okay episode of Raw. Yeah. Just you know, it just to me. It didn't feel like much of a go home show. Honestly, it just felt like another episode of Raw with just some couple things in there. You know, that's all it was. Mm-hmm. All right. It's now time to talk about AEW Dark Elevation, which is on Monday, and Dark, which is on Tuesday. But before we get into that, it's time to do our time check to see how long each episode was individually and how long they would have been if brought together. It's your NX, it's your AEW Dark and Dark Elevation time checks for this week. Start of the day! Start of the day! Start of the day! Start of the day! AEW Dark Elevation. Naha had nine matches with a runtime of five, uh, 54 minutes and 46 seconds. AEW Dark this week had a runtime of 54 minutes and 29 seconds with nine matches. For a total combined runtime, One hour, 49 minutes, and 15 seconds. And that is your AEW Dark Dark Elevator Time Checks Checks for this week. Start of the day! Start of the day! Start of the day! Start of the
1: day!
0: Here comes the start of the day! And we kick off Dark Elevator. Predictions
1: for Crown Jewel are up on the Facebook page.
0: All right, so your internet's back. Good shit. Awesome. All right, Frankie, well, there
1: Well, no, let's don't hear the yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, there
0: you go. All right, we're starting like off. like the third
1: time it's blinked on it.
0: All right, we're starting off with Frank E. Kazarian. He was in action coming off the heels of what he's been doing in Impact, uh, uh, winning the X Division Championship for a fifth time, then cashing it in with Option C. He will now challenge for the AEW World Championship at Overdrive coming up later in November. But he was in action against a former Ring of Honor standout in Rhett Titus, Push or Barry.
1: I give this a bit of push. It was a decent match. I just wish that Titus and gazer had a little bit more time
0: yeah um- p- same- re- regular push it was they did the best they could for the amount of time that they had, but uh a little bit more time, I think this could have got went into big push uh territory uh next, a very entertaining uh matchup saw Brandon Cutler in action against Dante Martin push or bury this one.
1: You know, well, I'm giving this a push. We got to see Dante Martin, one of our favorite young wrestlers, go up against the guy who, you know, put Dante over and Brandon Cutler and Cutler looked good too. Give it a push.
0: Push as well. Very well done this matchup here. Uh, and Dante, once again, showing that he's doing very, he can do very well as a single star while his partner continues to recover from injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we had women's action. We saw Athena in, in action. But this time, she actually got cheered, not booed, when she went up against Janaya Kai. Jenea Kai, But then she did some heel shit at the end. Push or yeah. I
1: give it just a push, but is Athena turning heel? The Stuart Press aggressive attitude is really, really cool, but we need more of a story though here.
0: Anybody's listened to this podcast for the five for the almost five years that we've been doing this podcast knows I hate sudden heel turns. I hate sudden unexplained heel turns. I, I'll say that. Uh, I hated yes. when Grayson Waller turned heel, even though his heel turn turned out very, very well uh, in in hindsight. But I hate sudden unexplained heel turns and if they're turning athena heel all of a sudden without no explanation i'm not a fan at all but i'm giving the i'm giving this match a push uh it was very it was very solid and things like that but i'm not a fan of sudden unexplained heel turns period
1: they need to give us explanations that'd be nice
0: All right, next we had Orange Cassidy, the AEW All-Atlantic champion in action with the best friends of six-man action against Patton, Anthony Young, and Victor Andrews. Push or bury?
1: Give it a Orange Cassidy, good old thumbs up here for a push. I don't mind having the trios champions here. I don't because they can get a good workout, work with newer talent, develop what help them develop give it a bit of a push here
0: uh Seth I have to correct you here Cassie and the best friends are not the trio champions death triangle are Cassie yeah. is the all atlantic Sorry. champion yeah yeah yeah
1: right but honestly
0: honestly uh, first first off I give this match a push it was good secondly sidebar yeah Y'all triangle about to break up and they're going to lose the trio yeah. championships I'm calling it right now it's going to happen in full gear it's ha- it's yeah, ha- they
1: are, and they'll lose it to the best friends in cancer. You just yeah. watch.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Is he? You know what? It's. Funny. I gotta feel. I got a feeling. No, no, no. I don't even think it's gonna be casting the best friends. Watch it be the elite. Watch it be the elite. Watch it be the elite. Yeah. Watch. I'm telling you. I'm calling right. Oh now. yeah. Anyway.
1: If that anyway. happens, we're gonna
0: have the trash fucking ready to go. Yep. Anyway, now for <laughs> the last one to be our main event of the evening. QT Marshall, was so uh, hated amongst all fans in wrestling, not just AEW, but just all over. He went up against very yeah. nice, very evil Dan Housing yeah. in what was a very entertaining yeah. and fun match that saw a heel turn happen. Push or bury? Uh You give
1: it a push. Good main event here. I hope that adding Shoddy Lee Johnson to the factory will boost up that stable
0: yeah uh that that's crazy that you know shoddy lee johnson after fighting against the factory for so long and finally decides he's going to join the factory and cost orange uh cost Dan <laughs> this match up here but it was really well done like we hadn't seen lee johnson in so long and all of a sudden he comes back and he joined he joins the factory that's a really good storytelling but the match gets a push well done
1: yeah, okay, right. yeah, I was about to hold on. Let me use my inner Kevin Nance voice real quick. Well done.
0: All right. <laughs> now we're gonna move on to AEW Dark proper. Again, nine matches on the card here, and we start off with once again Dante Martin. He was he he's shining again in this in the in this spot. He went up against Encore in a very competitive match, push or bury. Uh, Dante Martin
1: gets a really good showcase match here. Encore looked good in his AEW debut. Give it a push.
0: Same. Um, again, Dante's showing once again that he continues to mature and get better as he continues to do, uh, matches either by himself or in tag team. He's doing well. I, I applaud him. We had ourselves a rare treat on Dark this week. The AEW interim oh. women's world champion Tony Storm was in action in a world champ in a women's world championship eliminator match against Diamante, who the night before had a very physical uh, match herself on Dark Elevation. Push or bury Tony Storm versus Diamante.
1: Big push, really good match here. Although the outcome is never in doubt, though.
0: This gets a regular push from me. It was good, but it just didn't blow me away. But it's always a good thing to see one of your top champions on your on your YouTube show. That really drives up the views. It really gets people to watch. So good on, on AEW for putting them on, putting her on to, to uh, wrestle in an eliminator match. Uh, next, Dan coming off that. Uh, Dan Houser coming off of that uh, disappointing loss to QC Marshall on our Dark Elevation, was back in action this time against John Cruz. Push or bury?
1: And our Cruz looked very good in this match, and Dan Housen got the rebound W. Give it a push.
0: Yeah, definitely give it a push. The rebound up for 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 the for the guy. You love to see it. You love to see it. Yes. All right. Once, once again, we get to see the all-Atlantic champion Arntz Cassie team with uh, his the best friends in tag team action, six-man tag team action. But this time, they were going up against oh. the Trust Busters, Ari Divari and Sonny Kiss, along with honorary Trust Buster, Tony Deppin. He already even made, even cut a promo before that, saying he was going to make it a very lucrative uh, offer for Depp, Deppin if he got the victory. Unfortunately, he didn't get it done, so he probably didn't get his money. Push Barry, the six man tag match.
1: I give it a push. Good trios, man. Cheer. Good to have this one on here. And besides, we got to watch Sonny fucking kiss. So there you go.
0: Absolutely. Um, and I give it a push as well. I love watching Sonny Kiss be able to perform, and just uh, you know, anytime I get to see Sonny Kiss perform, I'm always happy. I miss seeing them on on my TV, so let's go. Yep. Yeah. All right. Finally, our main event was a very unique main event, oh. as it was one third mm-hmm. of the AEW World Trios Champions, Ray Phoenix going up against AR Fox in what was a surprisingly highly competitive match between the two, with Ray still coming out the victor, but he had to fight for it. Push or bury this, main, this is your main event?
1: Solid main event. AR Fox had several chances to get the upset here.
0: Big push. Yeah, this definitely gets a big push. You know, Normally, someone who may not have a big name being in a main event against an already st- assigned and established uh, AEW star would have soured me, but because of how well the match was, it not only didn't sour me, it actually wowed me, so it gets a big push from me. Great job yeah. for having this as your main event. This was really fun, a really fun match to watch. Awesome. Absolutely. Alright, we are zooming through these. Holy crap. Alright, now it's time we to are. talk about NXT. Uh, and as I mentioned, I we I did not include the Grayson Waller R-Truth match in here because of the fact that R-Truth did severely hurt himself in the match. It's now been revealed he suffered a torn quad. Um, It's crazy to think about it, but We're going to move on from that, and we're going to talk about NXT and what happened on NXT. Now, we're going to begin with what happened at the start, where Braun Breaker came out to the the talk. Well, rest and uh, well, no, Braun Breaker came out, I'm like all flustered here, Uh, Braun Breaker was out the talk. He was interrupted by Pretty Deadly, who was then also interrupted by Wesley, leading to a challenge by the NXT uh, champion and the NXT North American champion to a tag title match against Pretty Deadly to take place in the main event. It was a really, really interesting uh, segment, to say the very least. But not bad. Push or bury this?
1: I give this a bit of a push. It was good to open up with
0: a promo segment that
1: leads into your main event and what and for people who think that pretty deadly isn't good on the stick you've lost your damn mind
0: yeah absolutely um this was this was a very this is again it was very unique in terms of what this uh promo segment was Pretty deadly, I think, really carried it. The Wesley can handle himself on the on this on the microphone <laughs> as well. So I could never I never worry yeah. about him and what he could do. And Braun's gotten a lot better on the microphone. So this was a really good this is a pretty yeah. good segment to start things off and really got things uh, rolling in the right direction for the most part. Uh, and then we have this. The continuing story of Keanu James wanting to buy Chase U property. She went up against the Hale. Uh, it was it was a match, and then Duke Hudson tried to help out Thea by putting her foot on the ropes, and Andre Chase didn't like that and chased her chased them away. Thea still ended up losing, and then. Uh, What's his What's his nuts? Regal son came in there and beat him up, and then Duke came Charlie and Charlie Dempsey, saved yeah, Charlie Dempsey, all that, all that shit happened. Push or bury?
1: I give it a small plush. You know what elevates it? We got to see Charlie Dempsey in the post match. The match was decent. It was okay. It wasn't anything. Particularly great, but I have got news for Chase. You, a hey, champ, break out the Wu Tang Clan, protect your neck.
0: I'm leaving it where it is. I just didn't care, <laughs> and that's just all I'm gonna say about yeah. It. HBC. <laughs> HBC, how you doing, my brother? Nah, I just didn't care. I didn't care at all at the about Damn. the match. I didn't care. I I just. Don't care. I don't care at all. Air. <laughs> I just don't care. I don't care. We're moving on because I just don't care. All right, next. Yeah. <laughs> we had Mandy Rose celebrating her one year as NXT champion. You mm. know, technically it was five days. Well, yeah, six days prior to this right here. But either way, we we're celebrating <laughs> one year. And it was your typical heel talking shit, and you know, saying nothing, saying all the shit that she normally says. And then uh, Kaylee Ray came out with the ball bat. She's not done with man. She's not done with Mandy. Mandy, I'm not done with you. And man. so it looks like we might be seeing those yeah. two lock horns again at deadline for that championship. Push or bury this segment.
1: I ain't give it a push. Look, this was. A little bit of fun here. I love, look, look, I have to admit something, champ. I said that Kaylee Ray could not cut it as a baby face. I was wrong. I stand corrected. Hmm. There I, I
0: said it. it for the record. Uh, HBC says, push it to the moon. I I'm pushing it as well. Uh, Again, it was, you know, Mandy Rose is so good at drawing heat. They have a nice video package for it. It was really, really good.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. All right, next, Zoe Stark was in action. She took on Indy Hartwell, and it looks like they're playing up to a story where Zoe Stark seems to be down on herself and her partner's trying to keep her her head in the game. That's what we're looking at here. Push or bury Zoe Stark versus Indy Hartwell.
1: And give it a small push. Look, I like having Stark loser shit towards the end. I'm curious how it all shakes out, but it was just okay. It, it, you know, it's a lot like Champ and Chase You. We just don't give a shit. (laughs) Small, small push. I'm
0: not sold on Indy Hartwell. I don't know no. the way they are going with her now. And at this point in the game with how long she's been with the, uh, with NXT, if they can't figure out her character and where to go with her, then either let her go or move her up to the main roster. We're end up getting like absolutely just buried, and then let her go something. But I'm not sold on Indy Hartwell. Uh, The match wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It it was just something. It didn't wow me at all. Yeah.
1: It was just there. And so do respect to Indy Hartwell. But girl, you just don't have it. You're not as bad as Lash Legend. No. But she's been here a bit too long to be at being like this.
0: All right. Now we uh, we move on and we talk about the main event it was for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Pretty deadly going up against Breaker and Wesley, uh, which we saw an interference from former North American champion Carmelo Hayes, which led to the demise of the, the championship team. The single championship team uh, against the tag champs they would retain. And then afterwards, Von Wagner attacks Bronze Breaker from behind. So it looks like Braun's next challenger could be this dude with the bad lisp who doesn't know how to talk. Great. Push a berry, please?
1: I give this a regular push. I enjoyed the main event, but Wesley and Braun Breaker were kind of a red herring for an L here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm giving this a record push as well. Again, the match was really good. Yeah. Uh, the post match saw you know West go after Carmelo Hayes, so it looks like they're gonna go after after the North American title most likely at Deadline. Braun Breaker and Von Wagner is about to be a thing, and so we got to hear that that mm-hmm. idiot talk more than I want to hear. <sighs> I'm just whatever. I'm just whatever with it. You know, that's just where I'm at with it's it. Sh- uh, this Another ever-
1: person simple. who. They're trying to develop, just don't have it. And, Champ, I have one request. Can we please get rid of Wendy Chew and the onesies? Please!
0: I'm still hanging on. I'm still hanging on to that one. I want to see where that goes with her and uh, Core <laughs> Jade. I want to see where that goes. I'm not, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm glad you mentioned that because Cora wasn't asking against Valentina for us. It was okay. Uh, but yeah, she did get uh, running after us when Jade looked like she was going to go after Valentina some more. Uh, and then we also had, um, what else did we have? Uh Odyssey Jones made his return in ring return after being off for nearly a year with a knee injury. Uh he pretty much squashed uh Javier Bernal. Yeah. Was, <laughs> he, he pretty much squashed him, which was, you know, to be expected. Bernal's yeah. not that big of a dude. And Odyssey dude is a big dude. Mm-hmm. Um and then we did also, you know, we have of course Waller and, and Truth and what happened there. Yep. And Waller being the true heel, really uh harping onto that and everything like that. So a very very weird episode of NXT yeah. this week. Very very weird, right? Very right. weird. Now it's time to talk about AEW Dynamite, and this was another episode of Dynamite that was very very heavy on surprises. Mm-hmm. Yes, very heavy on surprises. Uh, first, our first surprise will come. In our opening matchup, because it was Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal, and what was a very spirited contest. There was even that funny ass spot where Darby tried to do the coffin uh, suicide dive on a satinum saying. and he basically bounced off satinum, and of satinum satin barely moved. I thought that was the funniest fucking spot <laughs> I've ever seen in wrestling. Holy <laughs> fucking shit, that was hilarious. Uh, but then after the match, when it looked like when it looked like uh, Sting, Sting was going to be making the save for Darby, nah, it wasn't Sting. It nope. was a slap nuts. It was Jeff Jarrett, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Darby <laughs> Allen versus Jay Lethal, plus the post match debut of, Je- of WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett. Push or Barry?
1: You know, I'm giving this all a big push. Take a look at the match itself. Lethal was putting over new talent, and that was one of his goals, going into AEW. And then, holy shit, Jeff fucking Jared is all you need. And Cole Carter has left the factory and joined Jay Lethal's company. Uh, stable. This is just great. And the promo was awesome. Big push.
0: Yep, big push as well. Everything about this this whole segment and everything was just absolutely well done and spot on. I enjoyed it and uh we're gonna move on. And we're gonna talk about the AEW World Championship Eliminator match that took place. Is John Moxie went up against a very fiery and very technically sound Lee Moriarty mm-hmm. in what was a very, very good match with a contrast of styles but it still was really really well done push or bury this match
1: big push it was a solid match outcome is never in doubt but you got to see why champ and I were on board with Lee Moriarty a while back Ethan Page on commentary he's a great talker that's overlooked and oh wow the post match was just six. Was just total Shakespeare.
0: Yeah, big push as well, especially you know given the fact that uh, Page got off commentary to attack mm-hmm. Moxley. So clearly they, you know, with them being fired from MJF, they're still they're gonna really go after Moxley heavy and hardcore. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I we'll see how it goes. Continues on. Maybe Page might step in and go after go at Moxley. Who knows? We'll see. All right. Then next up, we would have the daddy ass birthday bash, uh, which saw the acclaimed celebrating the birthday of Billy Gunn in Baltimore. Uh, we also had... We also had uh, the Gun Club get involved after the Acclaim said that they were giving Billy Gunn documents to adopt them. They got involved, then FTR got involved, and then FTR was looking at the Acclaim like, yeah, you know what time it is. Um, (laughs) So, are we going to push or bury this segment? I
1: give it a big push. The story's been a lot of fun, and it keeps getting better. Just did a fun promo segment with a lot of good story building. Give it a big push.
0: Right. I'm giving this a big push as well. I just love the line that Anthony Bowen said when he yeah. said that peop- they were mad that he didn't go to the reunion, taking a shot at WWE and the DX reunion. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you know what? I said, you know what? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was really good really good. All right, next. Mm-hmm. We had ourselves a Ring of Honor World Championship match. Chris Jericho said he wanted to challenge a former Ring of or a Ring of Honor champion and who would come out none other than Boom Boom. <laughs> Colt Cabana coming out to the ring to challenge Jericho. He would be <laughs> unsuccessful, but the pop he got, the emotion on his face being back on TV for the first time in his uh, in a long time, it was amazing. Then the post-match where Jericho once again tried to attack Ian Rickabani, but finally the Blackpool Combat Club would come out and stop all the shenanigans. It would take referees and security to, to break them apart. So that's going to be a thing continuing on. But Ring of Honor World Championship match. Pusher Barry.
1: You know, this was a really good match, and I'd like the subverting of expectations as we had a former Ring of Honor tag team champion. Okay, because they didn't promise us a Ring of Honor world champion. And in this so horse post match goes, Champ, where's Dusty Rhodes when you need him saying there's no honor among thieves? Give it all a little big push.
0: I have yet to give a mega push for anything this week and this almost got there but the match oh. was, this almost got there but the match was just a hair short of being yeah. phenomenal it was it was really good it was great to see colt back in there but it just didn't get there to the mega push uh, status but it does get a big push and then finally our main event for the ring of honor world television championship Samoa Joe going up against Ryan Cage, plus what happened after with it looks like trying to figure out if the if Powerhouse Hobbs is joining or is he going to join the embassy or is he just wanting the TB- TNT championship? I don't know, but push or bury our main event.
1: This gets a mega push here. Jericho versus Cabana was this close to greatness. It was this close. Um, this was greatness here. Good things. We saw more of the Machine and AEW's is getting more of a spotlight here and it's a really good main event with to mention Machine. And please, give us Hobbs versus Joe at full gear, please and thank you.
0: Again, I have yet to give any oh. a mega push. I have yet to do it. Jericho and Cabana came very close. Oh,
1: so close.
0: Now this match... Is my first mega push of the week. This was really, 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 really good. The aftermath really gives us a, a more something else to look forward to, which is Wardlow and Powerhouse Hoss for the TNT Championship. Uh, everything about this was really, really well done, and I cannot yep. wait to see where they go with this, so this gets the first mega push of the week uh, some honorable mentions from uh, AEW Dynamite was that there was supposed to be a sit-down with Soraya and Britt Baker, but Britt didn't want yeah. to because it wasn't on her time uh, so <laughs> Soraya and, and, and Paquette talked their shit and then uh, speculated on you know her being uh, cleared to wrestle yeah. so yeah, that that happened as well. But all in all, just not. This was a very interesting episode of AEW Dynamite. It's not that they were they're still building the full gear. They haven't started coming up with any matches. Uh, also, we also had the All Atlantic Championship on this card with yes. Arn, Cassie, Luchasaurus, and Ray Phoenix. Uh, Pac tried to get Phoenix to use the ring bell hammer, even though it's no disqualification. Phoenix wouldn't do it. He would fall to the Orange punch. He would lose. And then when Pac tried to attack Orange, guess who would come the fuck out the ring? The fucking wrestler, Katsyuri Shibata, who chased all Pac without even throwing a punch and then looks at Orange, points at the all Elite championship and Orange hands him the contract, and we're getting Shibata versus fucking Orange Cassidy tonight on Rampage. I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and watch that shit.
1: <laughs> That's going to be fun.
0: That's going to be so good, bro. I can't um, wait to watch that. Hitler
1: that has the lackadaisical attitude, but really shows off really good ring awareness in Cassidy. And then you've got... Uh, Story Shibata Shibata who's just amazing.
0: Oh my god. The, the the cat the clash of styles in this one is gonna be insane. You have Shibata yes. who is this no nonsense, hard hitting technical wizard going up against a guy whose thumb's up is basically him turning his hand this way to show his thumb going upward. That, that's going to be insane. I cannot wait. To, if I can't watch it before fucking uh, Crown Jewel, I will definitely be watching it after Crown Jewel. Definitely. Oh. That's going to be happening.
1: And champ, one other thing, the House of Black promo.
0: That's right. The House of Black promo where Julia Hart looked like she was burying the other members out to sea, but then it looks like one of, one of them rises. So, Alice Black and them could be coming back sooner rather than
1: later. Oh, wait the dirt cheeks are saying that black and murphy were wwe bound again whoops that didn't work out assholes
0: yep so now we, sh- end, we end off this week's uh week in review with impact oh wrestling Uh yes. and we start off with what was a tournament match To determine the next X-Division champion. And it saw former champion Mike Bailey go up against Kenny King. Push or bury this match?
1: A big push. What a
0: fucking awesome match.
1: The X-Division again brings us a lot of greatness from the undercard of impact. No different.
0: Big pushes for me as well. And it's great that Mike Bailey was able to survive. I think that it will be great for him to once again become X Division champion. He was a great X Division champion, defending it on pretty much every freaking show and putting on banger after banger after banger. I think him as X Division champion would be absolutely good. So, next, we have women's action as two, the two very big women, two big girls, not in size, you know, I don't want to body shame. I'm not buy, trying to body shame, no. but they are two very monstrous women. Yes. Savannah Evans and Jessica went at it one-on-one. Of course, they had their tag team partners, uh, along, their partners alongside them. Uh, in the end, Savannah Evans was able to defeat Jessica. So it might set up Je- uh, Savannah Evans and uh, Tasha Steeles to get a shot at the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championships. Push or bury this matchup?
1: I give this a push. Um, Just code havoc was protected in the loss, but target champions being pinned. but I understand the method of reasoning, but I give it a push.
0: Push as well uh, this was a very very strong matchup and mm-hmm. it gives it le- it gives the Death dolls it gives the deaf dolls another uh opponent to, t- to challenge for the championships possibly at overdrive. mm-hmm All right next. Sammy Callahan has had enough of Violet by Design's bullshit and decided to have a match against them. <laughs> they would have a match, but, then in, but it would end the disqualification, leading to the revelation of two new members of Violet by Design, Alan Angels and the former Connor from the Ascension, Big Con. Push or bury this match plus that?
1: Big push. Adding Big Con and Allen 5 Angels for Violent by Design is a fucking upgrade. And the match was wild as hell. Good shit.
0: Yeah, this was... I I like the fact that they found a new big man, big heavy to be in there while Joe Doran continues to uh, be treated for brain cancer. And by the way, you know, we send our best wishes out to big Joe Doran as he continues that battle with brain cancer. Hopefully he's able to come back better and stronger than ever. Uh, Best wishes to him. All right. Moose was in action. He was going up against Ace Austin of the Bullet Club. uh, After it was seemingly almost, it seemed like it was revealed that it was uh, Moose who was responsible for not only tripping him up, but maybe attacking Ace outside of the parking lot prior to uh, two weeks ago on like a week ago on Impact. So, Moose versus Ace Austin, push or bury.
1: I give it a push. It was a good match to elevate the Bullet Club here a as well as Moose. But it was decent. Give it a push.
0: Yeah, and, the, you know, with Bully Ray getting involved and costing him yeah. the matchup was also very, very, uh, very good job there. That really, you know, gets people to look at Bully and see, like, okay, maybe he's not going to be a backstabbing piece of shit like he always has been. So it's really – they're really – Elevating and pushing the story that way, and then our main event saw Josh Alexander, the current Impact World Champion, teaming up with his number one challenger Frankie Kazarian to take on the uh, take on Aussie Open, who are coming in not as the strong open weight after losing them a week ago uh, at Rumble on 44th Street. This is a really good main event push, a Barry.
1: and I give the main event a big push. Really good main event here. Kazerian's a good ally, although he's cashed in option C. Good way to wrap up Dynamite this week. I mean blah blah blah. Impact this week.
0: I also give it a big push. I really, really enjoyed uh the match itself. I ha- I, I enjoyed it a lot. I did. And I like the fact that you know their allies. But they also understand, you know, what's what's at stake here is that's the Impact mm-hmm. World Championship. So there you go. Uh, some honorable yeah. mention, some other things to mention from this show were some really good promos from uh, Killer Kelly as well as Steve Macklin. Also, we had uh, we also saw, um, and I think a lot of the internet kind of was sad about this, but uh, Vex and Giselle Shaw are broken up. Sad days, sad days. Yeah. Uh, but Giselle Shaw looks to be focused on trying to go after the Impact uh, Knockouts World Championship. She kind of had a confrontation with Jordan Grace uh, in the backstage, and that was that. So, also, uh, Joe Hendry has a uh, seemingly challenged for the Digital Media Championship that Brian Myers holds over his shoulder, So we may be seeing that match somewhere down the line. Uh-huh. So there you go. That is impact this week. And that is your week she in review for the camp. Say his name.
1: He appears. I believe in Joe Hendry.
0: We all believe I like in Joe Hendry. We all believe in Joe Hendry. Yes, we, we do believe, believe in Joe him. Hendry. Um, all right, but again, that was your weekly review. Again, another like a abridged version because of the fact we are recording this on a Friday, and now it is time for everyone's favorite segment, which is final thoughts, where we get thoughts either wrestling related or non wrestling related, and then do any plugging of podcasts and stuff we got going on in the future. Sith, as always, we'll kick things off.
1: Okay, welcome back, everyone. Hope everyone's having a good night. Okay, so on Wednesday night, just as AEW came on the air, a certain Facebook page that will remain not called out directly broke the number one rule where it comes to breaking a news story. Verify through sources and don't assume a goddamn thing. The rumor was huge that they posted that Crown Jewel was going to be moved Saturday night at 7pm Eastern Time and that it would emanate from the Performance Center the reasoning made sense to me totally there's a major global conflict in in that area but this is what I'm calling a hoax release, the release noted that that was the reason for moving it now look, I'm all for breaking news online but fuck me You've got to follow something that a lot of journalists of integrity do on a daily basis. Verify through legit sources. The right flags are many for me here. Because I did some research. Not a single website reported on it. WWE didn't announce it on their social media, nor did they put it on their website. So I did the smart thing. I went to Champ, told them that I couldn't verify it. And then when the post got clowned, as it wasn't verified, said Facebook page took it down as if nothing happened at all. Then, mother to address that they fell for a prank immediately. They just went to covering Jericho having a match against Cole Cabana instead and acting like nothing ever happened. I've said this time and again, reputable sources admit their errors and mistakes on the spot when it's called out so that way things can be cleared up. And all could happen in time without further incident. Note to this unnamed Facebook page. You landed in my dick here, dick back here, big time. You fucked up here, big time. You came out and decided, hey, let's post this and not verify anything because it looked like an official release, but it really wasn't. Bottom line verify things before you post it. It's something we do here at True Radio Network. It's something our program does over at the Starting Five podcast and their shows. And it's something that reputable news sources and websites do on a daily basis. And that, my friends, is my final thought. A Sunday in the basement on Spotify. My November midterm elections predictions and a comedy countdown list, which is kind of bottom heavy. That Sunday on
0: Spotify, champ, I yield the floor. So the last couple weeks, I have been very, very negative in my final thoughts. And, of course, last week, everybody saw the raw emotion of myself come out when speaking about something that was going on in my life. Today, I'm actually having a positive final thoughts Because I have an appreciation for a show that I never got the chance to watch when it was going on live. But thanks to the power of the internet, more specifically YouTube, I'm able to go back. I was able to go back and recreate every single season of this show. I'm talking about Chef Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. That is a guilty pleasure show for me. It is so entertaining watching Chef Ramsay just ream these kids' assholes day in and day out with such classic comedic insults and then watching the chefs just insult each other and, you know, not communicating and yelling at each other. And it's just so crazy just to watch this unfold. And... I literally, over the last almost month's time, binge-watched all 20 seasons of Hell's Kitchen, from the very first one where it was like dim lighting and Chef was a real asshole, all the way to the Young Gun season of season 20 where it was a bunch of kids under the age of 24 trying to become a head chef at Chef Ramsay's uh, restaurant. I cannot wait for season 21 to finally either go up on Peacock or wherever and I can watch that because as soon as I can find season 21, I'm watching that entire season. I'm not going to hold you. So this is my appreciation de- tribute to Gordon Ramsay, to Chef Gordon Ramsay for coming up with such a great show where we can learn about how a restaurant is run, how a kitchen is run, and have the chef just be a total asshole to these kids to these, these men and women in such a comedy fashion it is hilarious but it is also very educational and it is also can get at all your emotions i don't know how many times um watching the final watching the final couple of episodes where they're black jackets and then their parents show up and they break down or their significant other show up i don 't know how many times I cried in those when I saw those scenes like it 's been it was plenty plenty, but I really enjoy like i 'm literally sitting here watching it now i 'm rewatching season twelve because that was one of the most entertaining ones because of who was in it and i 'm going to go back and watch i think season eight or nine because of that annoying little girl that they had in it with the glasses. That was all, that was always acting like a ghetto ass bitch. I'm going to rewatch that sh- both of those and just enjoy those. But I just wanted to give a big appreciation for chef Ramsey for this. This was absolutely an amazing show. And uh, I also was a fan of kitchen nightmares as well. That was also a good when I binge watched all six of those seasons as well. So uh, I enjoyed that and I can't wait to see season 21. And that is my final thought. Uh, coming up this, uh, again, this Saturday, myself and Sith live stream reactions to crown jewel beginning at 11:55 AM Eastern standard time. I'm going to make sure I do the ribbon, the, uh, the banners tonight, because I don't know if I'm going to oversleep tomorrow. I don't know if I'm gonna, uh, what time I'm gonna be up tomorrow. I'm gonna try to get up as early as I can. That way I can watch SmackDown and Rampage before the live stream as and stuff like that. But we're going to do that. And, of course, m- on Monday, I will be back. I, I will be once again on with Sports on the Hill podcast talking about the Commanders with their game against the Minnesota Vikings as well as the Wizards week that was. They are currently playing against the Brooklyn Nets who recently suspended their star guard, Kyrie Irving, because he won't – Yeah. Play- he won't apologize for posting anti Semitic shit. Kyrie Irving is just a troubled, a troubled soul. It is what it is. But I will be on there with Wiz Talk and Camp Commanders yeah. Talk. The stream starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash Robbie G underscore sports OTHP. Join the stream. You can listen to our talk about the Capitals, the Wizards, and the Commanders all on Monday on twitch.tv slash G underscore sports OTHP. And that is it for this week's episode. We did this episode in under two hours. Go us. Um, so. Yeah. For those of us that are listening, of course, again, as SIF mentioned, you can check out Sis basement each and every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Spotify, as well as other podcasting platforms as well. You can check out this podcast on any on, on Spotify and other podcasting platforms as well. You can check out our social media platforms, Facebook.com slash NoSpotsPod, Twitter.com uh, slash pod twitch.tv slash true Insta- no Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're going to try to get that popping up again some, uh, sometime soon, and we are also on TikTok, t- uh, tiktok.com slash at truenospotspod. All right? So for our audio listeners, we appreciate you listening. Yep. Thank- take care. We will be back at our regularly scheduled time next week to recap Crown Jewel as well as recap the end of the Battle Autumn Tour and hopefully – Hopefully, have an announcement about the entrance for World Tag League and Best of, and Super Junior Tag League, which will, I'm hoping to be announced uh, during the Battle Autumn Show tomorrow. But for you guys, take care. Have a good night. Peace out, y'all. Have a good one. Hey guys, it's Champ here. We hope you enjoyed that episode of No Spots Podcast. If you did, make sure you are following us so you can be notified when we upload new episodes. And make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, facebook.com slash no spots pod, as well as on Twitter at True No Spots Pod. We will catch you on the next episode, myself, Donnie Wrestling, and the Sith for the No Spots Podcast on the True Radio Network.